Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Andy Arnott with Amy Wees. And this is Seller Roundtable number 82. And we have the myth, the man, the legend, the beard, Norman Frarzan. Welcome, Norman. Thanks so much for being on. Glad to have you back. Hey, it's my pleasure to be back. Now, if people have not listened to our first episode with you, which if they have not, shame on them. They need to go back and find it and listen to it. But if they have not, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, a little background, as much or as little as you want to share. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll really make it short because I'm a mutt in all sorts of different things. But anyways, uh, back in the uh, mid-90s, I launched a, uh, a website, my first website for a Fortune 500 company. Um, actually outsourced everything. I had no idea how to do it and um, ended up just outsourcing people to get it done. And then when people saw that it was up there, of course, where do you go? Back in 1995, nobody was doing it. So people were coming over to me. I ended up with a print-on-demand company. Um, it was, I think we were one of five companies doing it at the time. And um, then that led into, well, doing this, I had a, a a promotional marketing company. Um, it was a company that we took public, um, the only Canadian public company of its kind uh, back in those days. Um, one of the things I don't usually talk about, but I really like to talk about is vertical integration. It changed everything in my life is that with this public company was being able to, instead of going out and selling a big pen for a big pen and 16,000 other people were doing it, how could we get extra money for it? And so we started to buy up printing companies and embroidery companies and courier companies and fulfillment companies. And what I found is that's where you get the control. You get to be different. You can do higher perceived value and everything goes up at that time. So anyways, I'm gonna keep it short. I could talk about that forever. Um, anyway, I, I'm involved with sourcing. I'm involved with warehousing. Uh, my family's got a, still does have a factory in China. We opened two factories in Taiwan doing contract manufacturing for a bunch of companies. And then Amazon kind of came around and that's my game. I love Amazon. I so love having Norm as a friend because he's always, yeah. I'm all, he's like that guy. Like you have a guy for that. Like Norm is the guy for that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, he said, the backstory is the backstory sounds like you're a giant slacker norm like you're just kind of sitting around not doing much you know just kind of hanging yeah out. that's exactly i, I don't agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we also norm and i also bonded last time and in the elevator and the few times we've met in person because he's he's lived in hawaii before if you guys don't know that's where i was born and raised huge affinity for hawaii unfortunately with all these uh with all the covid stuff it's going to be really really hard to get back there with my family which is which is a little bit sad but um uh, i'm sure uh, norm once everything's uh, back to normal you're gonna you're gonna take a trip back there i know i am for sure oh for sure yeah, yeah. so so norm what are you uh you know where, where everybody loves to hear about q4 right because q4 is where a lot of people make you know a large part of their income um, you know, this Q4, are you doing anything differently either for yourself, for your own brands or for clients or, or, you know, what, what, what are you seeing differently this Q4? I'm sure, you know, inventory might be part of the equation here, but what are you seeing differently? What are you doing differently? That, you know, it started months ago. So first of all, when we, when, you know, COVID, you know, reared its ugly head, um, we really had to figure out 
that there was going to be a bottleneck. But bottleneck in shipping is one thing. But what about when it gets over here? And then there's a bottleneck. And then there's bottleneck in customs. And then there's a bottleneck at Amazon. So we were lucky that um, like my team, uh, they came together and they've got great ideas. And we were able to go over there. And one of the things that we did, first of all, renegotiated most of our pricing. And it was kind of a unique approach because um, we wanted to make sure that we had inventory and we never had this problem of the inventory restrictions, you know, or, or just getting inventory into Amazon because some of it was taking months to do. So a lot of the times we were able to negotiate with our suppliers, better cost because we were having problems on Amazon at the time. Um, we were able to order double the units or more pay for it or not pay for the stuff we left at their warehouse. And Amy, we've talked about this, but you keep it at the warehouse for free or they might give you like 20% or 30%. Negotiate terms where you only pay 30 or 60. I have one at 90 days. And now your cash flow is there and here's how it works. So you're not depending on Amazon, you're depending on triggers. Once your Amazon inventory starts to go down, your inventory that you have at your own 3PL goes over. Once that gets triggered, it triggers the shipment from China to come over. If I need it fast, air. If I don't need it that fast, it could go high-speed vessel or it could just go regular freight. But that puts, it's perpetual because that puts my manufacturer on notice that they have to get more product going in. So. As soon as one goes, it just starts, it, it's perpetual. Okay. So it, it's, it allows me to get better cash flow, better inventory. I, I mean, it's something we never had to do. And right now we're really, um, we're really seeing this take advantage. And all of our clients that we're working with, you know, we tell them about this approach and the ones that are doing it are succeeding right now. The ones that didn't take this approach are failing. And guess what? We've got to think ahead right now because we're going into Chinese New Year. And what's going to, what's happening right now? It's it, COVID's happening. Are we going to go down to another lockdown? I'm still in a bloody lockdown for the most part. But um, yeah, oh, got to no, get up. Norm, you, you can, you can escape uh, Canada. We will take you at there. We are at the border now. You know, Idaho's right, right at the border there. You can drive to the border. We'll take you in. You can, you know, you can come eat dinner here. You know, not don't don't sweat it. Come on down. Perfect. But then I got to get across again. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. That, you get that mandatory quarantine when he goes yeah, across. Yeah. Just, just sneak back. Just sneak back in. Just you know, just swim across the river there. There, there we go. Yeah. I love that strategy though, Norm, because you know we've we're doing the same thing. Um, you know, Andy and I talked about this during COVID on the podcast. We're like the, of course, we're still during COVID, but when COVID kicked off and Amazon wasn't delivering, we were talking on the podcast about, hey, you guys, you got to merchant fulfill. You got to figure it out. You got to get ahead of this stuff. And you know, and that's what we're now seeing is that the people that set up their logistics and took the chance to get it going are the ones that are succeeding. And now we're even seeing, I, there was some recent reports, I know Liron was sh sharing the other day about how um, some of the, during Prime Day, they were running some reports and they saw that people that were merchant fulfilling were getting the buy box. 
and Merchant Fulfilled were getting ranked over FBA um, on Prime Day. And so, you know, now they're looking back and they're like, and, and then now they're also seeing that delivery dates again are way pushed out weeks now. So you got to be able to Merchant fulfill. Um, and if you don't, then we're in that situation again, where your inventory is being held hostage by Amazon, basically. So I'm, I'm with you. We're with you. We, we've been doing the same thing, just figuring it out wherever we have those logistics kind of um, holes. We're trying to plug in those holes and figure out, okay, what do we need to do to, to get it figured out? So it's great to hear that you're kind of implementing the same system and you're seeing success with it. Yeah, one of the other things that we're making sure of, um, again, you, you need a 3PL or a garage, you know, but um, when you do flip it over to, to um, Merchant, Fulfilled by Merchant, uh, make sure you just do a very easy way of doing this. And a lot of people don't know that you can go into your Fulfilled by Amazon listing, go over to the far side where it says edit, click on the down button and add a new condition. If you add a new condition, you can set that to FBM. All you need is another SKU. Just make up a SKU, click it, save it. And now when your uh, inventory runs out, it just flips over to FBM. So, you know, it's something to take a look at. Uh, one other really important point I, I wanna talk about is IPI. You know, I'm sure you, you've all talked about IPI restrictions and, um, you know, how do you still work with them right now? And one of the things we have a, a product uh, that I was just on the phone with somebody trying to work out something. And that is we've got I we had a new product that came in just a little while ago, a few weeks ago, 200 units. And we had a few people buying up the product. And what we started to see is we were the, the, the 200 units went to 300 units, went to 400 units. And as we were seeing it, we were sending in product. The more we were sending in product and more the, the launch started to take off and we got the PPs going, then it got up to 750 units. Now we're lucky that we're doing this right now because UPS has put off the delivery pickup for a few, like it's been a week and a half. So we don't know what's gonna happen and it has to be on pallet. Unfortunately, I have to do it by pallet. So I'm thinking it's gonna take a bit of time. But what we've been able to do is just monitor what we needed to bring it up to that 750 units. And I'm hoping that you know, it gets, um, yeah, it, it, it gets uh, received and we can go into Black Friday. I don't know what's going to happen. Everything is fulfilled by merchant right now until we can switch it over. Um, and the other, uh, I don't know if you guys do this, but um, when I'm doing fulfilled by merchant, I, I eat the shipping. Yeah. Yep. I do the same thing. And um, what I actually do on, a, uh, or on those uh, listings, though, is I usually... So I've been running simultaneous listings for a long time. I've been teaching people, especially during Q4, you always back your inventory with merchant uh, fulfilled. You know, we normally, we send about 70% to Amazon. We keep 30% as merchant fulfilled. And that's number one, you know, especially right now, if the shipping times get pushed, then we get that merchant fulfilled thing. Um, but we also charge, we offer free shipping, but we also charge a little bit more on those merchant fulfilled. And what that does is it forces people to the FBA listing, which we want, right? We don't want to have to ship a ton of stuff if we don't have to. Um, so it, it, it pushes them to the FBA listing, but if the FBA listing for some reason gets pushed by Amazon, 
then it gets pushed to your merchant fulfilled. And then you're, you know, you're not losing more money by having to ship it yourself because you're getting those few extra bucks to help with, you know, the, the increased cost on the shipping. So we, we do that. The other thing that Amy and I've talked about, which we kind of do something similar to you, Norm, uh, which we've been doing uh, for a long time in Q4 is we stage our shipments, right? Like you said, we have our, our people in China keep it. And then we look at our inventory and we figure out, okay, you know, you, you know, if this is coming by air, it's going to take 14 days, you know, this is our stock level. So we time it perfectly. So when it gets to Amazon, you know, by the time they get it checked in and all that, we, we always put a little bit of padding there, but um, you know, we're making our Chinese uh, suppliers be our, our warehouse. It's built in, you know, then you don't really have to store this stuff anywhere else. If you, if you time it correctly, it hits Amazon right at the right time. They check it in, they get it, you know, by the time it's processed and in, you know, your other inventory is getting pretty low. Um, so as long as you time that right. And with, you know, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're doing, uh, you know, by C it's, it's of course a little bit harder, but usually during Q4 for us, we do a lot of air because we don't want to mess with, you know, having our stuff stuck. Um, you know, we'd rather get the lower profit margin, um, and raise our prices as we get, you know, deeper into the holiday, than um, you know, get a shipment stuck somewhere that, you know, our, our Q4 is now shot because our entire container got, you know, stopped up somewhere. Um, so yeah, definitely something that we've been doing for a long time too. And, you know, like, like you said, Norm, having the, having the, um, ability to, to not only ship FBA, but also merchant fulfill, especially as more and more States are going to get back into this whole lockdown business. Um, you want the ability to be able to ship on your own because if Amazon all of a sudden starts pushing, um, you know, not quote unquote, non-essential products to the back, you know, back burner, then you can still fulfill earners. I mean, that was one of the reasons why, you know, when the lockdown first happened, so many sellers were hurting and we were doing really well because we, yeah. we always back our FBA inventory with, you know, with merchant fulfilled. Uh, like I said, it's a much smaller quantity, but we, we do that just because we, we want that assurance that we have that kind of fallover. And I have a tip for you guys in terms of, you know, we do the same thing that Andy does with, um, we always list everything, uh, FBA and FBM, but you can negotiate your shipping rates. So we also offer free shipping alongside of our, and sometimes depending on which one we want to get the buy box, we have a couple of larger items that we've actually been able to negotiate better shipping through UPS and we can buy through Amazon with our normal UPS account. So don't be afraid. Like we, ju we just signed a big vendor deal off of Amazon and we have to drop ship all the products that they sell. Um, they basically buy the, the products from us wholesale and that's a lot of shipments, you know? So we were like, oh man. And so we got on the phone with UPS, with USPS, and we basically let them fight it out. We're like, look, who wants to be our chosen carrier? And what they've done is they've taken um, the weight of our boxes because our products are not heavy. They're just larger. They've taken the weight instead of the dimensions and they've renegotiated shipping for us. So that's just that you guys never forget, everything is negotiable. So I'll always have those, those um, big three shipping accounts and take the time to go and talk to your UPS rep, talk to your US Postal Service rep, see what you can do to get even better shipping because you might be able to beat Amazon. A lot of these, a lot of these shipment providers would rather have you use them than go through Amazon because they're not getting a good deal through Amazon. So they may be able to kind of cut you a better deal there. Um, so that's my tip about that. And Norm, you know, you told us you had this incredible patent pending method to launch 
profitably. And, you know, we have to get into that. I'm so excited. You know, uh, my goal, um, I learned so much from Andy too about launching, but my goal is always to break even at launch. And then after that, you know, you, you kind of make a profit after that. But you were saying you have this, this patent pending super secret way to launch profitably. So tell us about it. How are you doing that? Okay. Well, um, one, I, I just want to talk about one other thing. And you were talking about UPS. And yeah. if you're not putting it on a pallet, okay, so if it's not glass bottles filled with liquid and you have to put it on a pallet, one of the things, I learned this from uh, Kevin King a little while ago. He, um, he said, well, call up your UPS rep and ask them for ground services with freight costs. So they'll come, they'll hand bomb it into UPS on a UPS truck instead of on a pallet. And you're most likely gonna go right in to uh, Amazon receiving. It won't be waiting around forever. It'll just be hand bombed, just like a typical US uh, UPS um, delivery. And it works because I did it, I'm, I'm doing it now. And on top of that, it's cheaper for the most part than Amazon. So you get it received within days for the most part, depending where you are in the country. And it's cheaper. Ground service with freight costs. Love it. Got it. That's a great tip. <laughs> great way to save more money. You know, it's it's harder for us to ask for that because we're um, shipping things one at a time right now. But for those of us who are sending in small parcel delivery to Amazon um, to Re refill <laughs> our our two hundred quantities, right? Then that is a great method to try out. Yeah, and they have some limits, like uh, I don't know, I can't be over six hundred pounds or something. All right, so order it twice. So you know, there's all sorts of ways to do it, and it's it's super cheap. So I can get into this new thing that is kind of exciting, um, as long as, and I don't know, what do you think? going into Amazon, 40% uh, profit margin is pretty low, I would think. I, I don't want to launch anything at 40 points. You know? Yeah, absolutely yeah, not. We, 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 I do a minimum of seven, but um, you know, I usually go for, for 10x. That's <laughs> what I really high, but 10x is what I aim for because really there's so many things that people don't account for, for, you know, for their product costs. There's so many things. I mean, people look at, you know, Amazon fees and a few other things, but, you know, they're not taking into account that, you know, you're paying an accountant, you're paying, you know, probably a VA, you're paying all these extra expenses that you don't see when you go to source that product, right? So you're looking at, <clears throat> oh, what's my profit margin, you know, minus Amazon fees. There's so many other fees involved in running this business that people never take into account. So, I mean, 10X is what we aim for. We, you know, we will go down as low as, you know, seven if it's a bigger, higher priced item. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's usually what we go for and people are surprised at that, but if you guys look hard enough, negotiate hard enough, don't use the sourcing tools. That's going to show you everything that everybody else is looking at so that you launch your product two months later, there's a hundred different versions of it, you know, where you just get smashed because, you know, somebody direct from China is now undercutting you, um, and things like that. So, um, yeah, that's, I mean, a minimum is, is what we try to do uh, of 10 X. Yeah. And so just keep 40 in mind. So if you're doing 40, then this method works. It'll be either break even or profit. So imagine if you take a look at how people are doing it right now, 
we all do, I, I spend a lot of money um, doing rebates with content like it's usually packaged together plus PPC plus posts or posts and live and you know you attack it in all different ways it works this is can you ima just imagine this getting real clients real customers that want your product that there's no network there's no they just they see your product they want your product and they buy your product crazy it works it really works you mean like non amazon ppc only kind of launch is that what we're talking about here norm it can be but i would i always like multiple channels right so ppc <clears throat> i still oh, wait to hear this this all the post content that you ever wanted will be coming down the pipeline. So my partner in this, you guys know Paul Barron. Yes, yep. love Paul. Yeah. Paul's a great guy. He's the brains behind it all. I, I you know, I'm just a beauty. Uh, <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um, beauty and the beast. So he's the beast, right? There we go. He's the beast. <laughs> <laughs> we got Shane Oglo, Jason Ayers, another brain, and Paul. We all kind of came together and we we're talking about ways that we're hearing rumors coming in, search, find, buy things. And okay, well, what can we do? And Paul's been working on um, a method that he used to working with a chat flow. So, you know, that's his expertise. Um, coming up with these ideas on getting putting your um, audience onto Facebook and driving them over to these different um, ads that are not giving away everything. They're giving away 10%. They're giving away 15%. It might be buy one, get one free. It might be buy one and, and get a cross promotion of something that is very inexpensive um, and it's not available on Amazon. So now we're getting people that are buying into the system and guess what it's a sliding scale the it, we have this all on a spreadsheet so anybody going and, and checking this out you can and you can do this all yourself by the way but you 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 see as you're giving away more your bank account is growing you're making money when you go the opposite way and you're doing all this other stuff you start to see that you have to put out money you're not making money right off the bat. I mean, all of this is to get Amazon to notice you. Well, if you're driving people over and they're new people and their buyer quality score is superb, it doesn't take a lot to start to get Amazon to start to rank you. Now, while this is going on, oh, this is the beauty of it. This is the secret sauce. Um, you end up with influencers. So you've got a customer, converted into an influencer. The influencers, if you go to any of the paid platforms, which I still do, um, you, know, you can go to BuzzSumo, Thomason, uh, Intellifluencers, tons, um, Upfluence. Uh, anyways, you can get uh, influencers that way. You can go to Haro or you can go to Cision and buy their database. Um, anyway, if you can start converting those influencers, you might have to pay, okay? The more their followers are, the more you pay. 
Well, here's our trick is that we don't, we don't look at that. We look at, there's five different types of influencers basically. At the bottom, bottom rung is called nano influencer. And that's, it means different things on different platforms, but it's typically 1,000 to 10,000 followers. Uh, a, a micro influencer is 10,000 to 100,000. Those are the two that we target. And those are the two that will spread the word and they will become your brand ambassador. So not paying an influencer, showing the influencer, actually signing up an influencer who loves your brand into an actual contract that they have to post so many times and promote you so many times and write so much content about you that it's under an agreement. Isn't that crazy? Got it. I love it. Yeah. So just so that I'm understanding, Norm, what you're doing is combining a bunch of old methods that we used to use, uh, different ways of them, but you're focusing more on the sure things, it sounds like. You're focusing more on the really great buyers um, who are not going to have like the low quality buyer score. And then you're also focusing on lower cost influencers that may have a bigger impact. And you're just kind of combining all these things in a way that you can kind of like pick and choose from them and use them in a really effective way, a really effective mix. Am I getting that right? Uh, yeah, so a lot of this, just like press releases, I can talk all day and nobody does press releases or very few. Amy does. <laughs> but, I do. Yeah, uh, but, uh, you know, there, there are old school techniques at work. One of the biggest old school techniques is converting somebody to become a fan. And how do you grow, grow raving fans? That's the trick. But you can get a fan and you can get them for free and without abusing them, they can become a brand ambassador where they're perpetually giving out product. They're giving out, um, they're spreading out to their family and friends because they're nano influencers. Now their family and friends love them because they're not gonna try to be like the mega influencer, like 2 million. Right, that super really means that, Oh, you know, that, uh, that sign behind me, okay, you know, for two seconds, you know, from Kanye or whoever, the Kardashian. <laughs> right. Oh, you, yeah. And you'll pay big bucks for it. This is free. So how but, do our listeners find these kind of buyers? How do they get this kind of targeting nailed in? Okay. You can do it by trying to go and find influencers. Um, the easiest way is that you can go and you can, uh, uh, you can just try to go onto the platform that you like, try to follow the people that you like, try to follow them, get the, just engage, you know, oh, it's just an awesome post, blah, 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 blah. Build up their ego, especially the bigger that they are. And then without any ego, you can approach them and say, you know, I really love, you know, whatever you're doing. And would you consider taking a look at my product? No ego, because as soon as you do that, they're out the door. Uh, and you can find all sorts of these people, depending on the social media platform that you're on, very easily. And I'll give you a couple, um, like search strings, just to give you an example, right off of Amazon. Okay. Pet blogger, dog blogger, schnauzer blogger. You can get his 
specific as you want or influencer. Okay, not too hard. Let's say that you go over to a pet blog that you like. And let's say that person has 100,000 followers of some sort. Well, what you can do is add the search operator. And all I'm talking about is a, just a, a word in front of your um, H, HTTPS. Uh, so you're in Google, you type related colon. And all of a sudden you'll have a ton of articles that come down. Another one that I like, and this is for Instagram. So you put in site colon Instagram.com. Okay. Could be bully stick. And then you say, uh, what advertising. Okay. So if you just stop there, it'll show you people who want to advertise. There's your influencers right there for bully sticks. But if you put quotations and you put Instagram photos and videos, you know, in quotations, now it's going to take you to people who actually want to do photos on Instagram and videos for people. And the top one, Thomas and Dan Fernandez taught me this one, minus explore, then you filter the junk. So you only get the people that are really looking to do that. And you can do that sort of thing on Facebook as well. Um, you know, Facebook, uh, uh, I actually, I, I can actually give you a, um, a group of um, search strings that we use, but each program you can do that with, and it's, it's that easy. It's really that easy. Now, there are other ways of, of going about it. You could go to um, the paid platform, go to a Thomason, put in, um, you know, pay your $49.95 or whatever it is per month, look for your niche, approach the niche with your product and see if there's anybody that would be interested in promoting it. They, there's a charge. It could be free, it could be 500 bucks. So here's something that you don't expect. When you have this and you get it dialed in, and you start, and it's not gonna be a thousand influencers at once, but when you get this dialed in and you've got that audience from Facebook, that's all of a sudden receiving this product and you follow up as an influencer and they start to communicate back and forth with you and you get them to become this brand ambassador. Well, uh, over the last three months, Paul's received 2000 images. The, about three or four weeks ago, he needed video for Facebook Live. He put out, hey, can you guys um, show um, this benefit of my product? He got 30 videos within a week. Oh, now, how cool. much would that be? So I know mm -hmm. you go to PR Reach right now and you go to our services and you want, we have 40,000 influencers and you want one photo, it's $100. It's what it is, you know, he got two thousand now let's put it at 10 bucks or let's put it at 50 bucks depending on the influencer these are these are beyond influencers these are people that love your product and guess what's happening they're writing content about it now usually we pay for content um, we again we don't want to abuse a relationship if somebody's writing content about us so if you go to his product and you type in a couple of keywords what happens google loves content Amazon listing, his listing. And then he showed me this and I went, oh, big deal. You got two, no, seven articles talking about his products from all these influencers. 
So it was really cool to see this all sort of come down the pipeline. And what's great about that is, you know, it lives on the internet much longer than you doing pay-per-click, right? Your pay-per-click ad is only there as long as you're paying for it to be there and paying for that click. You have an influencer or a micro-influencer or anyone writing content about your product. It's there for years. I know for me, um, we had somebody write about us like we didn't even ask them to. They just wrote a cat blog lady wrote about us. And she's still like when I type in my product she's still one of the top uh, Google results. And I'm guessing that's because people click on it a lot and they're looking for reviews and stuff like that. But, um, but it's huge because it's constantly driving traffic for years and years, you know, yeah. to your product. And it gives that trust, that social proof that people are looking for, you know, so it's, it's super powerful. Um, what do you say, Norm, about PPC? So, you know, we're using these strategies and I love all of the strategies that you gave in terms of, we just need to be part of the community that we want to sell to. We need to be part of that community. We need to go on whatever platform it is. So how do we combine that? What are you using for your PPC tactics to make it super powerful combined with the external traffic strategy? Oh, this is gonna be an eye roller. But one of the most amazing things that we've found recently is using automatic ads properly. Have you guys found that? Yeah, like, if, if you go super it, wide, it, yeah. It, mm -hmm. Oh my God, we keep doubling and then tripling and then quadrupling our butt. On some of our products, there are best performing ads and we're, get, we're getting tons. Like as soon as Amazon started to come in with that, things changed. And a lot of people think, like the, I, I, let's go back a year and a half, maybe more. But when we were, at least when I was taught, um, it was set up your, uh, your, your automatic ads um, and you don't wanna go over 20, you know, 22% uh, ACoS and, 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 and all you ended up with was some search terms. And now you probably do this as well, bid high, you know, really bid high for like, if it's a dollar bid for, we get tons of uh, uh, data research that we pull in for the month. From that, we extract whatever the best converting is. Um, we find that uh, exact match convert the best. I don't know about everybody else, but that's what converts the best. But the automatic ones are just incredible. Now here's something else that we do. Um, we're not worried, and this might go against everything that people heard, but over the last few years anyways, or two years, we've always ran our ACOS way up. And we would take keywords, we would play around with the keywords, we would take silos of keywords. So I'm gonna use uh, you know, one that I know, which is bully sticks. So you've got a primary keyword, um, can't do that. It's a, it is a buying keyword, but it's too broad. So you find these silos like organic bully sticks, natural grass-fed bully sticks, or grass-fed bully sticks, and natural bully sticks. And then what you would do is find all your long tail keywords that would go in and fill up these silos. We would start to just take a silo at a time and start to try to compete for it. And as we competed over the period of a month or two, as we started to dial in, we might be at 70, 100%. 
you know, and people were having heart attacks. But while we started to dial in and while we were adding more, all of a sudden the true, the tr what we were trying to see is how is our tacos? How is our total aid cost doing? And it was actually coming down. The psychology behind PPC, you don't wanna lose money, but you can psychologically win the war by surrounding your listing with PPC ads and then getting the person to click on an organic listing. Yeah, Norm, what's interesting with the, the PPC, um, especially what you're talking about, we used to run it like around a 60% ACOS and people would yep. think we, once again, that we were crazy, but, but we are a volume game. And what people don't realize, it's not as good now, but it was uh, back then. Now we're not doing that because it doesn't work as well. But back then you could run a super high ACOS because those sales would, would kick your organic rank and you would get so much more money and people, I mean, it's still, that's, that technique still does work if you test it, uh, and, and figure out kind of the sweet spot. But if you, uh, you know, people are always so concerned about that a cost being, you know, yeah. at a certain point, but if you get aggressive, sometimes you can actually end up winning the battle in the end because those organic sales will, will start, uh, not only taking care of that high a cost, but then, you know, giving you a, a higher profit anyway, circling back real quick too, for, for, um, I, I know I've mentioned Tomlinson a bunch on this, uh, podcast, but, uh, what people don't realize is you can set up campaigns there and I've gotten, uh, every time I set up a campaign there, um, I will get people who will apply, right? When on Tomlinson, if you've never used it, people will apply and kind of give you a bid of like, oh, okay, this is how much I want to, you know, to promote your product. There's been times, many, many times where I'll get literally like 50 to 100 people who apply and say, I'll do it for free. They just want to talk about it. Yep. So, um, you know, it's really, really interesting. You guys can get a lot of free play um just by doing that by getting a bunch of you know paying some you know for some influencers but also getting a, a bunch of you know free uh links uh which people don't realize you can actually get on tomlinson i just ran into another one called four stars i haven't jumped into it yet but it's a similar model where you pay like a flat monthly fee to get access to the influencers uh so i have to update you guys on that but uh, it's f-o-u-r-s-t-a-r-z-z.com i'm gonna check that out i'll let you guys know um but i uh, just wanted to circle back to that real quick yeah, and you know what, with Thomason, they've got five campaigns. Nobody looks at the fifth campaign, the social distribution. Now, if you, if you understand that campaign, that is by far the most impactful campaign you can produce because you can take any of your social media posts that came in or the posts that you just did because you're looking at influencers and they're just downloading all these images. You take one of those images that you think represents your company or your brand. You type out, just like a press release, you type out the message that you want to portray. And then you hit the button to see what influencers want to pick it up. So they're putting that post onto their social media platform. You typed it out and I could blast that out to 25 influencers. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it's it's a powerful tool and and very underutilized. Um, people don't realize, like I said, that you can you can get a ton of free traffic, free visibility for for a lot of products doing that. So if you guys haven't tried that yet, jump in there and give it a try. And on the going back to the PPC for a second. So what I'm not saying is um, drive up your your ads to a hundred percent. I mean that's the last thing we want to do. It's got to be done properly. You've got to know, you know, you're breaking the rules to break the rules. Um, you know, if, if you, if you, there, there are certain conditions that, okay, we will go that high, but Andy, you're right. If you're, if you can do something for 40 or 50 or I'm not having a heart attack, 
I have all these people that I talk to all the time. Oh, I'm running 10%. Oh, you're leaving money on the table. I mean, it's that simple. You're leaving money on the table. Give me your account, you know? And, um, and anyways, it's just the way that we're all brought up that it's what you see in the ACOS, not in the total ACOS, you know? So that's one thing, but there's another element here. And if you're not doing it, and this is where this whole thing comes together. On the Amazon post side, if you're getting 2000 unit, uh, 2000 images, you can post all day long, take the competitor spots. Okay, so there, you know, you can post on your competitors. Well, you can't target it, but Amazon will put you on depending on the relevancy of the post. You can do it, get it across all of your competitors. And what you're doing is you're actually gonna be driving down your PPC costs. Because what ends up happening with Amazon posts, I don't know if a lot of people um, uh, know that, I think Amazon's done this on purpose. There's a four to five click, click to get to buy a product. Now, Andy, Mr. SEO, you click once, 100% of the, not even 100, 50% of the people, maybe 25%, much less. Click twice, you lose at least half. You click a third time, you lose at least half. You click a fourth time, I mean, you're down to a handful. And then from that handful over to your listing, you've got people that really wanna buy the product. So what ends up happening? Your conversion rate goes up, way up. And there's no way of tracking it, but I've done this with all sorts of launches where I've seen uh, something that could have been at 15% or 20% go up 10 points. Thanks for tuning in to part one of this episode. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.